0: Hello, Popheads, and you guys are sitting around getting ready to listen to episode 23 of 3Bzine Presents, the TomCast Podcast. And uh, as we were editing this episode, uh, that's when the news broke about Peter Mayhew's passing, so I just wanted to uh, come on and uh, just mention that news before uh, before the episode started, because we don't mention it, and obviously it's a big deal. Uh, I think we all, at least everyone listening to the show, realizes that Chewbacca is the the furry friend that we all wish we had when we were growing up and um Peter Mayhew is the actor who brought that wonderful character to life and uh he will be sadly missed um the role of Chewbacca had had, uh, passed on to another actor in in the last couple of films in the Star Wars franchise but uh Peter Mayhew will always be the first and always be the best Chewbacca that we will ever ever have and so I just wanted to mention a little shout out to Peter Mayhew and uh share in the, in the sadness of his passing with everybody else in the world. Two bits of housekeeping information that I wanted to pass on as well. Uh, you may start noticing that some of the older episodes are going to be disappearing from availability. Uh, hopefully that's only a temporary situation. We're going, to, we're going to figure that out and get it worked on. Uh, if there's any episodes that you guys want that do disappear, just send me a message. I will have the hard copies. And I can email them to anybody who wants them. And uh, the final bit of information, just on a personal note, uh, in case anybody is interested... Uh, yes, it is true. My, my, my dear, beloved Washington Capitals uh, were ousted from the Stanley Cup playoffs this season before they got a, a good chance to defend their, their title. But, you know, these things happen. Uh, but on this podcast, it will always be June 7th, 2018. And uh, the Washington Capitals will always be the Stanley Cup champions here. So the, the Ovechkin shout at the end of the episodes are not going away. And uh, with that said, episode 23 is on the way now. It's Cody and I sitting down. We have a, a whirlwind of a conversation about Avengers Endgame and do a little bit of Game of Thrones. It is a uh, fast episode. This is basically a part one for an Avengers review because uh, there's so much to get into and we didn't have time to cover all of it. We barely scratched the surface. But there's some good stuff in there and we hope you guys listen to it and love it. Enjoy.
1: Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy, joy, joy.
0: 23 of presents podcast aka the Tomcast podcast it's issue 23. we're dedicating this to our favorite 23 Fernando Tatis jr today no. <laughs> I am joined by a special guest Cody the Godfather of San Diego podcasting hello hello what's going on buddy
1: I'm Hanging in
0: there we're gonna we're gonna skip the preamble today Cody and I are doing double duty we got we got yeah. beer night after this so <laughs> That's right. I'll 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 get the other stuff in there later for you guys. Yeah,
1: I'm That's... reeling from this week, so. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's been a busy day for all of us. You were at work, I was at work. It's been a long day already, but we're going to we're going to do this. We have things to talk about. And so I'm going to start with
1: the main question of the day. Cody, have you seen any good movies lately? I did see a good movie recently actually. Last Thursday, bought some tickets or bought a ticket and went alone, which I'm assuming you probably did as well. I actually and, uh... I bought tickets separately but ended up with a group of friends. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that okay. worked well, out that worked nicely. Out. But yeah, so I, I was at a movie on Thursday. It's a small little indie film. I don't know if anyone's really heard of it. <laughs> Up and coming production. Yeah, it's a little production called Avengers Endgame. What? I was there Thursday night, opening night. Oh my gosh! Couldn't wait.
0: Oh, couldn't wait. No, no, no. This was, I mean, this is like the movie event of the year, right? I think so. You, you mean you had to see this? Like, I mean, they launched an ad campaign to discourage people from talking about the movie after the movie. They're like, no, no. Let your friends see this.
1: And I know that you have plans for tonight. But were you, has, have you ever seen anything like that for a movie release before? No, I've not, never. Not I can think of. I was. I don't think I've ever seen them, like do a like preface the movie with, please be respectful. I've never yeah. seen that before.
0: Yeah, it's 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 wild. I mean, I you know I typically go to movies like that on the first night because I I don't want to risk running into spoilers. Right. But to have Marvel and Disney dedicate an entire advertising campaign costing probably millions of dollars right? <laughs> to, to discourage people from from ruining it for everybody else uh, mm-hmm. i think that's i don't know i, I dug it i think it's cool because you, do, you don't you want your friends to go see this one
1: all right well did you see the video where all the actors from the movie did yeah their little thing and that's where it's like they must have spent so much money just to get them to do this and it, it i thought it was awesome and it seems like people are respecting it i haven't seen a lot of spoilers although i did as you're aware put i muted like 40 words on social media <laughs> to uh, ensure that some like bonehead didn't ruin it for me. Yeah. And that, I think
0: this is, I think that was the appropriate action. Right. So, uh, I mean, su- summarize it for me. Like, what did you think of the movie? How much fun did you have? Or did you hate it? Did you hate it, Cody? I oh, no, I Were you loved that guy.
1: It. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And I, w- I, w- this is probably one of the most excited I've been for a movie in a very long time, maybe ever. Um, uh, do you need to say spoilers anything here? Like, are we allowed to talk about whatever we want tonight? You know, that's a great
0: idea, Cody. Uh, why, don't you, uh, why, don't we, why don't we hit the alarm? Please do. And then, uh, yeah, feel free to speak freely.
1: Awesome. So now, that I, now I can say whatever I want. Now you can say. Perfect. Okay. Let's so get into it. I loved the movie. Um, obviously, the, the focus of the show tonight is to dive into this, so I'm planning on diving in. Um, and I haven't had a lot of thoughts, or I've had a lot of thoughts. I haven't had a lot of time to talk about this because my wife hasn't seen it yet. So my house is endgame free right now.
0: Yeah, you're in a you're in a silent zone,
1: right? And it's hard. It's you want to yeah, talk about it? I want to talk about it. I want to get into this.
0: I've been dying to do this podcast since I saw mm-hmm. it, and right. I, I was out of town over the weekend, and and it just. Nothing was working out timing wise to get to get to sit down and do it. Right. So that's why we're doing double duty tonight. Absolutely. And we have to talk. You and I both have to talk. We have to.
1: We have feelings to get out. Right. Right. And you and I haven't really talked much about it because we sort of texted. We sort of texted text on Friday privately. Yeah. yeah I know. Sort I know. Of.
0: I know. Our friend Mike wanted spoilers, but we're like, no, no, no. You're gonna go see the movie. And then
1: that <laughs> blew my mind. And he's like, tell me everything. It's like I'm not <laughs> doing anything. I'm not, I'm not telling you anything. No. Um. So, first off. The first opening scene, which obviously we're now spoiler zone. Um, the first opening scene, we finally get to see Hawkeye. He's back. We had, didn't see him in Infinity War.
0: Right. At clearly, at Noticeably absent at, uh, com- from uh, Infinity War.
1: And it, it was strange. I was bummed about that because he's always been a character that I thought was really cool even in the comics. I always thought that was he was just a kind of a badass character. So I was like, give me more of him. I love what he's all about. I love like the twists and turns where he turns evil. I forget which movie that is. Avengers. Is I think Ultron. it's the first Avengers. That was the
0: first Avengers. Yeah, when the, uh, he gets the Loki pokey stick. in the yeah, chest. See,
1: I love that. I, and just like the there's he's a dynamic character at least in my opinion. So I really like to see like oh he's back. We get some Hawkeye finally, and like,
0: I, I like Hawkeye too. He kind of gets shit on in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's a lot of memes yeah. that make fun of him. Yeah, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know I why the, either.
1: I feel like he's just a he's. Kind of a regular guy, but also at the same time, like, an extraordinary regular guy.
0: That seems to be the thing that people like to point out and make fun of him about. Oh, he's just a guy. Well, so is fucking Batman. and Everyone loves Batman.
1: Exactly. Batman's just a dude with a lot of toys, like Kevin Smith says. But, um, so the opening scene, I'm curious of your thoughts on this as well, but uh, when he's out there with his family having a beautiful picnic, he's home with his family, which is what he wanted anyway, retiring and all that stuff. And then he turns around and you just see the dust fly. Mm Mm-hmm which is a carryover from Infinity War. And I know how I felt during it. It was, that tugged at me pretty hard. That's, that was, that was rough. Yeah. And shocking. Yeah. What what were your thoughts when you saw that happen?
0: Uh, Much the same way. And I I thought it was, um, I thought, I thought it made a a fair warning that, Hey, (laughs) we're not, we're not fucking around here. Yeah, exactly. We're putting, we're putting your heart on the line from the get go. Right. And it, it, Again, it sets kind of like a, like a somber tone to open mm-hmm. the open the picture with. Uh, and again, it just kind of starts there. We don't get the Marvel thing or anything like that just mm-hmm. yet. That comes after that scene plays out, right. if I'm remembering correctly.
1: Yes, correct.
0: And then we go to... We meet the Avengers at, at the headquarters, you know, maybe a week or two after the events of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And we get on this rocking and rolling kind of thing. We have mm-hmm. Tony in space. What did you think about how that all played out?
1: I... Still, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet. Okay. So I was excited for this because I knew I was going to get a pretty decent dose of Captain Marvel. And I'm pretty familiar with the origin story and who she is and all that. And from my understanding, which you could tell me more, I think that's more of an origin story than yes. anything. Yeah. So I didn't feel like I was missing much lead- going into Endgame with that. But when he was in space, I actually thought, like, could this be it for him? Like, are they going to have him go out like this? That would be very strange. Just suffocating and passing yeah. out in a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ten and, minutes into the picture. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going to happen. Right, 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 Anything could happen. And uh, But then the light shows up and Captain Marvel saves him, which is awesome. I thought that was cool. Um, I forget your question now.
0: No, no worries. I was, actually, I wanted to point out, too, um, the end credit scene and Captain Marvel, we thought that was just a scene that was going to be – in Avengers, mm-hmm. where it shows her first showing up and she's gonna get the rundown from the characters, we thought that was like a, like a teaser for an actual scene. Mm-hmm. That's a standalone thing now, like that end credits thing mm-hmm. that actually happens prior to the movie starting. Oh, uh, okay. So the, like, the end credits thing is worth checking out when when Captain Marvel is available, probably gotcha. very soon on home release.
1: Yeah, and I'm just kind of waiting for that now because it's already been long enough. But, yeah, um,
0: and I I wasn't shocked that Captain Marvel was the one who uh, brought Tony back. That kind of makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. and also kind of uh, saves a lot of time and effort for you know trying him trying to figure out how to get back to earth
1: exactly and i just i thought that was cool um but i forget your original question on what we were talking about you, you were at what you're asking about my thoughts on them all together yeah just how
0: that, all, how that th- all the whole thing opened up you know we get we get tony coming yeah back, and
1: see so and then they go off into space to right, g- right. To g- they're gonna find thanos they still gotta
0: find them and avenge the earth
1: well i loved the whole interaction with captain america and thor or <laughs> captain marvel and thor sorry um when the hammer goes by her head and all that stuff, I thought that was, and that was in the, the trailer. So that's not surprising or new, but uh, I loved their interaction. And then I just love how she's like, I'm going to go kill Thanos. Like, I'm not wasting any time with this. And, and, and th- so
0: our, our hero set off and, and exactly. they go, they go to space. They find there's a, they, they use satellites or whatever to figure out, uh, mm-hmm. I guess Thanos has used the stones again. So they know the energy signature. They track them to a planet right. and the Avengers jump in a, jump into space in the, the guardian spaceship mm-hmm. and they take off. Yeah, and they they're gonna go get Thanos, and uh, yeah, they they go and get Thanos. All right,
1: absolutely. And I, <laughs> I was, I mean, I didn't know where this movie was headed. I had obviously thoughts and you know assumptions on it, but the way that scene played out, I was just in complete and utter shock. to yeah. be honest with you.
0: Yeah, Thanos uh, reeling from from uh, from an axe to the chest, mm-hmm. and then uh, from his action with the stones, which we find out he had, he says that he used the stones to destroy the stones, and it basically almost kills him. Right. So he's severely weakened. The Avengers house him pretty quickly, and uh, once they realize that uh, there's nothing they can do, uh, Thor just decides to end it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you get I, what I can only assume is like the first... I'd have to double check. There might be something uh, in some of the other, other Thor movies, but I think it's the first real beheading we've seen in a Marvel yeah, that, film.
1: Yeah, I think so. Well, and there's a lot of stuff that we're kind of first in this as for a Marvel film because there's a lot of cursing in this, actually, too. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of F-words or no, anything No, like No, nothing, nothing
0: over the top or anything.
1: But for a Disney... Uh, licensed movie there was a lot more cursing than I expected but when you're facing the end of the world what, how else are you going to speak yeah I mean, what are you going to do so
0: after that scene plays out when, 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 when Th- uh, Thor chops off Thanos' head mm-hmm. that's when you know the Avengers logo fills the screen right and then the next thing that comes up is the part that like blew me away I had no idea this was going to happen mm-hmm. maybe this was out there on the internet and I just was choosing not to acknowledge it
1: mm-hmm.
0: five years later
1: right Five years later, yeah. The whole like for the minute the movie starts up until you hit five years later, I was just in shock. Like, this is not going how I expected at all. At all, I had no clue this is the route they were gonna take.
0: And that, that somber tone that we started with, with, with Hawkeye seeing his family disappear, and then the Avengers realizing when they find Thanos that they have still failed, they, they can't undo what's been done yet, right? And then it goes, they're failures for five years. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just they're just in this world reeling yeah. from from not being able to to, to save everybody, mm-hmm. and you know it, it shows them trying to cope, but they're doing miserably at it.
1: Mm-hmm. Natasha's having the roughest time. Yeah, she makes a nice peanut butter t- jelly sandwich though. Right
0: on oh, white bread, no less. That was weird.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you this movie puts the characters into such interesting places because they just don't know what to do anymore.
1: Right. You know they're lost. Th-
0: yeah. You know the. It, Thanos promised this this uh, new golden age once everyone got over things and they've just moved on with their lives. And, and, you know, we see that the not only the Avengers, but humans in general, just are not moving on. When, Everyone's devastated by yeah, this.
1: people, Human beings have a hard time coping with stuff like that. Loss.
0: Change is hard. And mm-hmm. dramatic change like that is extremely hard.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I
0: mean, society is more or less shutting down is what it seems like. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of people uh, doing a whole heck of a lot out there.
1: Mm-hmm, totally.
0: You know like you, 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 they do those great shots that we saw in some of the some of the earlier ads you know like city park in New York just empty and decimated mm-hmm. and, and you know just boats <laughs> right right massing because there's no one on boats anymore absolutely it's it's, it's it shows a world um, unlike anything we've seen in a Marvel film mm-hmm. you know and it just shows our characters all the heroes at at very low points for sure and then how do they get out of that low point? A rat. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) what's got to be one of the one of the most interesting ways to uh, to restore hope to the Marvel universe? A rat steps on a button that shoots Scott Lang out of the quantum realm, right? Because he's been stuck (laughs) in that van Mm -hmm. since everything happened with Thanos, right? Right. And uh, Scott has the he has the the beginnings of a plan Mm -hmm. because what he's determined is that when he's in the quantum he was in that quantum realm for five years but for him it was five hours Mm -hmm. and it starts getting everyone thinking it's like oh my gosh oh my gosh time travel time travel Yeah, which I had heard rumored I don't know if you had heard much rumors about that
1: I hadn't I stayed away from anything except for the trailer okay I didn't read anything and then luckily you warned me about the the leak that had happened, mm-hmm. and that's when I just started muting everything, staying away from anything Marvel-related.
0: Yeah, uh, about a week or so before the film came out, if anyone missed it, uh, there there was a leaked version of – or I don't know if it was a full film, but at least of key scenes had been right. leaked onto the internet. And that's kind of when I shut down the my, my web browsing. Right, right. So like, I don't want to inadvertently <laughs> yeah. come across something or see some mm. jackass on Twitter
1: sh- posting a scene or sharing something. Yeah, I stayed away from anything yeah. Marvel related for two weeks or something like yeah. that. I was not going to risk this.
0: Yeah, Roger and I had speculated about, about the time travel possibility because there's kind of clues in the last Ant Man movie about mm. that. So that was our, our speculation. But what they end up doing, um, and I'll just cut right to it, what, what yeah. they end up doing is super fucking
1: fun because they get to. Well, were you a little torn? Because sometimes time travel can be corny, tacky. Well, right? let, me, let me ask you about that.
0: So they go way out of their way to, to say that uh, the Back to the Future time travel does not apply
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> to this movie. Right. And so I understand Back to the Future time travel. It makes sense to me. No, I, the, me too. I have, I'm not smart. <laughs> I'll just say that now. I'm not into quantum mechanics or temporal mechanics or any of that, right, that right. stuff. That's just way above my pay grade.
1: Yeah, me too. So the the,
0: the time travel in this movie is a little unique.
1: If I felt like it was a little loose for time traveling, but then again, I'm not a I'm not scholarly in <laughs> you that time PhD? traveling. And yeah, I'm not. I can't s- confirm nor deny whether they're legit. So. <laughs> I mean, it. It's the kind of time travel that
0: you see a lot in comic books, so mm-hmm. that's why I kind of was like, "All right, no, whatever, we'll just roll with this." I've seen this in comics; it's it's fine. Yeah. And I have to say, of all the Marvel films so far, this might be a weird statement to make, but it's probably the most comic booky of mm-hmm. all the comic book movies that we've seen from Marvel so far. Mm-hmm.
1: Even the Hulk movie with the paneling <laughs> on the whole movie. Even, yeah, mostly because of, like the time
0: travel elements are so out of a comic book. Right. Okay. Um. But so we we. we I feel weird just kind of like leading you, leading people through the entire
1: movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the crux of the film. We, you know, right. Tony and Ant Man and everybody they they get together, they figure out time travel, and they just they they, they make a plan. They can't go back. I guess the the one rule that I, I took from the film is that you can't go back and change your own history. Right. So what they're able to do is they they can't go back and, and fight, team up and t- stop Thanos from doing what he's doing mm-hmm. because Tony won't let them do that because Tony has a life now. He has a kid. He's married. He's happy. So well, they can't go back to the moment of the snap and end it because he doesn't want to lose what he has.
1: And one of the things they talk about is, and this sort of is Back to the Future esque, at least. Well, that's in my the thing. They make a
0: lot of point of distancing from themselves from that movie. And then they kind of do a lot that's like that movie.
1: Well, th- well, so they say we let's go back to when, right before he snaps and let's just kill him, and th- then that's when they start talking about well, if we go back now the past is going to be tied to our reality, our present now, which we can't go back to that because it's going to be a whole different past or whatever because these people don't exist, didn't exist anymore. So going back in this reality is not going to happen, so you have to go back past that reality to get the stones. And that's very Back to the Future-esque, Back to Future 2-esque. It right. actually very much is. When they uh, go to the alternate 1985 and it's skewed, and they say, well, let's just go back in time and stop him from getting the... Almanac, but they can't because the time had been altered. It's a different timeline now, so that hadn't happened in their time. It won't happen that way in their timeline. It'll ha- it's it's a very confusing thing, but it is very confusing. I can't wait to see it again to kind of yeah. maybe get a better get my head around it a little bit better. But if you've seen this, if you've seen Endgame and you're as familiar with Back to the Future as I clearly am, anyone who knows me. I know what I'm trying to say, at least. <laughs> but you, like, if you go into the future and do some, or if you go into the past and do something, and then you go to the future, you're now in the future tied to that past. Yeah. So if you go back, you can't go back to the original past you remember because that doesn't exist anymore. It's now tied to the the present, which you yourself have created. Yeah, they're they're That's essentially making the,
0: like a lot of different parallel kind of mm. kind of realities. Right. Uh, by some of their by some of the things that are that are going on and. Um, Again, it, it, it's interesting. I, I want to see it again so I can kind of get my head around it a little bit better. Uh, but the, like I said, the fun part about the time travel that they do is is you're, you're time traveling through the Marvel Cinematic History that we're all familiar with, that we all know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a lot of fun. It makes for a really fun movie yeah. uh, in a way that I wasn't expecting it to be. I, I thought this movie was going to be like super serious and like, really heavy. And, uh, you know, the emotional notes are there. I mean, I got I, I, there's plenty of things to get you misty in this film. Mm-hmm. Oh, ab- but, absolutely. The, but the humor is top notch. And a lot oh, of yeah. it is Marvel kind of, you know, doing Marvel, Marvely things to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, cap fighting Cap. Yeah. yeah. You that, know,
1: And I love that line when, <laughs> you know, that is America's ass. That is America's ass. Like that is so I love it. I love that. I, I couldn't love that more.
0: Yeah, so they they go back into the first Avengers basically like they kind of do that uh, mm-hmm. that Back to the Future kind of move where you're you're going back into your own movie. Right, right. And they do that especially well in in Avengers the first one. They do that with Thor the Dark World, which all of a sudden. Thor: The Dark World, which was a movie that people kind of shit all over, mm-hmm. is now an essential movie <laughs> to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Go back or rewatch it because there's all kinds of important things in there now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you're right. You, they go back to the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, d- d- just all kinds of fun, neat interactions and and watching events that we saw from one point of view now being told through a different different point of view. Like mm-hmm. the Avengers stuff from the first film is kind of like deleted scenes that we didn't get to see after yeah, yeah, they yeah. beat loki and everything like that. Right.
1: And that was incredibly cool. The I I have one complaint about the movie, which is not a huge complaint, but and I sort of realized my complaint was wrong while I was in the theater, but after we what we talked about at the beginning of the show with the with Hawkeye, uh, Iron Man stuck in space and then them going to find and Thanos and all that. Be- between all that, there's a lot of dead space in my opinion there was a lot of sitting and staring and not a lot of dialogue and that was just like to me it was killing me just get on with what there's a story to tell here (laughs) we can't why are we wasting time with all this like you know just staring at each other there was very little dialogue for about 10-15 minutes a lot of just like expressions but that's when I realized two things one the movie's over three hours long so they're gonna tell the story second of all like you talked about uh we had to see how they have been dealing with the last five years of all this loss. Yeah. So, and maybe there's not a lot of words to say when you're going through all that loss. I I love
0: seeing the consequences of Mm -hmm. of what happened of the Mm -hmm. snap of of seeing these characters put through the ringer. So let me, let me step back a little bit too, because you know, all the heroes are like, it's like we mentioned, they're all in different places and they're all, they have all been affected in different ways by, by their actions in the previous film, by not succeeding, by more or less, in in Thor's case, considering himself a massive failure. Right, right. And Thor takes that hard.
1: Well, because he lost his whole planet. or What is that? Like a realm? The Asgard? Yeah, it's like a little bit of both, I suppose. So he lost everybody. All of his people that he, you know, him and his family were a part of and oversaw and ruled over whatever. He lost all of them. He lost his, he lost Loki, lost his parents throughout this whole process since we started these movies. And then he's now he's on Earth with a few people that are still around. And it's just a and then he couldn't beat Thanos when he was this close. Yeah, this close. And so, yeah, he just he couldn't live with the with the failure. It was just an absolute disaster for him.
0: So so Marvel makes, I think, it's got to be like the boldest choice. I (laughs) I know you're going to say and I agree completely. Yeah, Thor's fat. Yeah, <laughs> he's let himself go. Mm-hmm. He is he has taken defeat hard. Yeah, as uh, as Rocket says, he looks like melted ice cream. Absolutely, <laughs> and that is a my favorite line from the movie, but also mm-hmm. an accurate description of Thor. Yeah, so
1: he's <laughs> very overweight, drinking a lot of beer. A which lot of beer. He'd be perfect for the other show we do, I guess. I'm, but, a, uh, I'm,
0: he must be great at Fortnite though, because he's playing a lot of Fortnite. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's yelling at kids on the internet. One of the things I loved at the beginning, which you talk about the comedic elements, the great comedic elements in this movie, but bringing Korg back. Mm-hmm. Cor- I, Korg and Mick. Yeah, I <laughs> absolutely loved that. And I kind of had hoped before, while I was walking in the theater, I was, it'd be great if Korg made a, an appearance. And he did, and he did not disappoint. No, he never it. Absolutely hysterical. <laughs> uh, it was it Tycho Wahidi? Yeah. That plays him and did Ragnarok. He is just, I love him. He's hysterical. He's brilliant. He's just a great overall uh, person to uh, have in these films. I need, hold
0: on, I need to pause for a second then because I feel like uh, I feel like if initially you weren't a huge Ragnarok fan.
1: I just love Taika Waititi. Okay. His work is just, Ragnarok's one of my least favorite movies of the Marvel, well not, Let me take that back. It's not one of my least favorites. It's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I felt like the first two Thor movies were really, really serious and really intense and a lot of action and a lot of, like, what's going to happen. And then the third one, I just felt like it was a very, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is very popular. Let's basically do that model. And I was like, man, Thor's kind of his own thing. Why are we making it funny? And then why are we doing, like, Hulk being kind of a jackass the whole movie? (laughs) And that sort of, like, just... Got to me a little bit, but it is still a pretty damn good movie oh, yeah. overall. <laughs> I just was curious. I,
0: I don't want to go into a, a Ragnarok divergent track No, no. Or anything I just, that, it but.
1: just, it's not my favorite. It's definitely not my least favorite, but it's just, it, it took a turn that I was not expecting. So
0: wh- while we're talking about Thor, I should, I should mention, uh, again, I think it's a, it was a bold choice to make Thor this way because I mean he's a character who's been brimming with confidence mm-hmm. every time we see him in every feature in every movie, whether it's his movie or an Avengers movie, or he's just. Camoing some mm-hmm. somewhere, to see Thor shaken mm-hmm. like he is, and to see Chris Hemsworth play it so well. Yeah, I mean, he does little things like in the background of scenes that that blew my mind. Like he would just he he would just kind of like he had like these uh like fingerless gloves, you know, mm-hmm. and he would just stand there and fidget with them because he was just so unsure of himself. Like, right. he, was like a, he was a Thor that we had never seen before,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I I thought that performance was really really good, mm-hmm. and I. I think Hemsworth has a lot more range than, than than he's he's been getting more credit lately. I agree. But you know. when we first got cast, he was like you know just the big stud, the action guy, for sure. Yeah. But he's funny as hell, and now I know he can do these kind of things too. Like mm-hmm. he can make Thor this, this even more well rounded, more three dimensional character. Yeah, it's
1: a very dynamic character now because yeah. he could be badass, he can be serious, but he can also add a lot of comedy to it and a lot of just very deep dimension mm-hmm. to that character and it is turning out to be great and i hope that uh i hope we see more of thor in the future in s- maybe guardians 3 maybe he's in there somehow possibly possibly i don't know but that would be badass if so uh, yeah
0: and and uh, before i before i leave my my man crush on chris hemsworth mm-hmm. behind I, uh, I do want to mention that uh, if, if if people haven't seen it yet or if they're gonna go see it again, kind of pay attention to like those subtle little things he does when he's not necessarily like center of the shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I again, it just I thought he was masterful, and his his wardrobe was straight out of Big uh, Big
1: Lebowski. Yeah, so the it, Big Lebowski. They, they even make a reference to that, or <laughs> Iron Man makes a reference to that at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's it, it, it's a great, great. Uh, Play by Hemsworth in that movie. It really is phenomenal. Yeah, and
0: and again, I love his performance in this. But uh, this movie, I think, to to me, and maybe I'm wrong. Now, don't get me wrong here, because Iron Man's a big part of this fucking movie. Don't let me dispute that. But this is kind of Cap's movie. Yeah, you know, the argument could be made that that Cap had some nice scenes in Infinity War. But of the three, you know, pillars of the Avengers, mm-hmm. he kind of got the short shift in the Infinity War. Yeah. This movie, he has a lot of awesome stuff going mm-hmm. on. Uh, when they're time traveling, uh, you know, and it's it's after in the aftermath of the, of the New York invasion, and uh, he's, he's trying – I guess we should elaborate that. They're going back in time so they can get these stones right, right. before they end up in the possession of Thanos. So mm-hmm. they go back to uh, – the invasion of New York because three stones are in New York at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the, they have the Tesseract, you have the, the staff that Loki had, and then you have the time stone over with Dr. Strange mm-hmm. and Bleeker Street. That was not right. actually Dr. Strange right, right. at that time. Mm-hmm. So uh, Steve Rogers is trying to get the staff back. He has to get on an elevator with people that he knows are Hydra agents. <laughs> right, right. So he gets in the elevator and it looks just like, the scene from winter soldier.
1: Yes. And that's exactly what I thought. It's was like, Oh my God, this is the exact thing. We're
0: all thinking the same thing that, mm-hmm. Oh, here comes the beat down in the elevator. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he just leans over to the guy and he says, hell Hydra. Yep. And then he just walks out good. with the staff. Everything's all good. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so many great moments like that across this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't want to go beat for beat because we, we could be here talking about every scene in this movie for hours and hours on end. Um, let me ask you, what was, the, what was like the, the moment for you? What, that's, what sent the chills down your spine?
1: Um, well, there was a lot of tear jerk moments. Yeah. But yeah, the, definitely. the first moment that really just got me like wanting to jump out of my seat, which I, I, I'm going to assume it's probably similar to you is, uh, well, no, not the first moment, but I think this is the biggest moment because it's sort of towards the end, but when, Thor, Fat Thor, is kind of getting his ass beat by Thanos. And out of nowhere, Thor's hammer comes flying at uh, Thanos and knocks him down. And it's not Thor who threw it. It's Captain America that picked up the, the hammer and threw it.
0: When that, that shot is great. They do like a tracking shot with the hammer. Mm-hmm. It hits Thanos. He staggers back. And then we see the hammer start to go back to yeah. where whoever, to the the wielder of the hammer mm-hmm. and you know i think they want us to think that it's, it's thor maybe right but it's not <laughs> it is cap yeah yeah cap catches the hammer he's got the shield got the look in his eye <laughs> and the shit hits mm-hmm. the fan yes this i i, I think i mentioned it to you i am not a, a a yeller or screamer in a movie theater that's mm-hmm. not my thing yeah I was yelling and screaming <laughs> at this scene in particular. I lost my mind. Yes. That was <laughs> it amazing. It was incredible. And then watching Cap just wield the hammer, like mm-hmm. making Thor look like a chump with it. Like, what was this guy doing with it? He didn't deserve
1: it. And then and I love when, so they had the, the original hammer, which Thor gets back when he goes to Asgard. Yeah, a little bit more time travel time. trickery. Yeah, yeah. And then when they're in the present time, they have the his original hammer plus the new one which was made yeah, the, the in the story breaker with with groots roots or whatever and, and groot's uh, roots. great beer name by the way Burgeon, <laughs> if you're listening but um yes but uh, so thor makes him keep the original one because he wants the the big yeah there's a great moment ones. where they,
0: they've both thrown the hammers and they come back to the other character. So right, Thor, right. Thor catches, you know, Mjolnir and, mm-hmm. and Cap catches uh, Stormbreaker and they look at each other and like, yeah, and you goes, know,
1: I want that one back. Yeah, Thor goes, you keep the small one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. That was that was my favorite thing in there uh, as far as like, excitement raging. And then the, the next almost – I guess I have to put it on the same level really because mm-hmm. it's the thing I've been waiting for since oh, right. the first yeah. Avengers came out. And, and, and that was – let's let's set the stage here properly
1: right
0: thanos from the 2014 guardians of the galaxy before he's done the snap has has mm-hmm. invaded the the current timeline in the post snap world right. cuz he knows the avengers are trying to stop him from mm-hmm. from doing what he's doing
1: And that's all because they catch modern day Nebula, who can, who, right, her hard drive or whatever it is. I don't know the exact word for it. Yeah, her her
0: neural network like syncs up to herself.
1: Like the the bad Nebula with the now changed good Nebula. They're like fighting with each other for their memory, and they catch the modern day more uh, hero esque or heroine Nebula, I guess you could say. And they, I don't know what you call it, you might know the name for it, but her little, her eye that does the projecting, they can see the future from her, from her memory. Yeah, they're able to process all of her memories and see everything that's happened. Thanos and Evil Gamora, which we haven't discussed yet, uh, they can see what happens in the future. And they're like, oh, hell no, we're not letting these guys stop us. Yeah. Because we did succeed. Now we really need to make sure we're on the right path to make sure we get there and not let these guys stop us.
0: No, and, and, and... You know, so, so that plan ha- works. Nebu- the Bad Nebula brings Thanos into the movie, mm-hmm. into, the, into the timeline where the Avengers are trying to restore everybody. And what happens is Thanos is now officially angry. Right. Which we hadn't really seen before. You know, he always mm-hmm. kind of was like cool and methodical. He had a purpose. He had a plan. Mm-hmm. And now that he sees these, these, these insects to him mm-hmm. trying to undo what he's already done, right. it really pisses him off. Yeah. So he he brings the hammer down. He's leveled Avengers the base there. Uh, I forget the name, the actual name of it, but it's not Avengers Mansion, but you know what I mean. The big fortress they have up yeah. there. He's leveled that already. Which was a badass scene. Badass scene.
1: Badass when he does that. Yeah.
0: And that that's what leads to the scene with with the hammer and everything like mm-hmm. that. Um but then so, so let's tie it into the into the cap with the hammer. I mean, mm-hmm. it's working out great. It's going really well, but then Thor or Thanos does get the upper hand and starts, you know, Putting the beat down on cap and breaking yeah. the shield and everything like that. And there's a little little respite as Thanos' army is like descending down right. onto the battlefield.
1: And if you think the army from Infinity War and in Wakanda was big, it's nothing. Nothing compared to what they have what he brings to Earth for uh during Endgame.
0: Yeah, and because this is an earlier version of Thanos, he has all of his Everybody, minions. Yeah. They're all still alive. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it doesn't look great <laughs> for the no. heroes.
1: Because it's like three versus billions. Yeah, Thor's down,
0: mm-hmm. uh, uh, Iron Man's down, the the other Avengers in the current time, like Hulk and Ant-Man and everybody, they're kind of stuck underneath the, the collapsed base. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve knows it's, it's not looking good. Mm-hmm. Tightens up that shield, yep. grits his teeth takes a couple steps toward Thanos after Thanos is laying down some smack on him and then you just get the you get the 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 statically Mm crackle and you hear Falcon say on your left yep which is a throwback to Winter Soldier again Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then all the portals start opening up around him
1: and And you just see everybody and which we which we haven't shared yet, which I know we're not trying to say every single point of this is I know,
0: we're skipping around and I apologize. They do there's get, a lot to cover though.
1: When they're back in time, they do get the stones, obviously. They do accomplish this and they create like the most like I thought the the gauntlet was badass, but the Iron Man Gauntlet yeah, the Iron is Man gauntlet. so it's, it's incredible and badass. Yeah. And so, essentially, they get the stones, they do a snap, Hulk does, Hulk the does snap. a snap. And we're not quite
0: sure if it's worked, we think it's worked, mm-hmm. but we don't know for sure, and that's when the, that's when the base gets blown up and the yeah. battle starts.
1: So, Ant-Man is uh, looking out the window, and all of a sudden, there are birds everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, watching that, you kind of see his eyes light up like, wait a minute, there's wildlife everywhere again. What is I think we may have actually succeeded here. And then you just see like a giant rocket come flying at the building and just... Level it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's where
1: we're, that's where we are where we're talking. And so all of them are hidden under the building. They're all trapped under the rubble. And I thought we were going to lose somebody in that point. And I personally thought it might have been Rocket. And I was really pissed off and bummed out about that. I am a huge Rocket fan, I love Rocket. And but go back to where you were. That's where you. the last thing you said. Falcon shows up. All the yeah. portals start opening. All the
0: portals op- start opening up, and all the heroes that we thought were gone mm-hmm. start streaming through the portals. You got all the Wakandans, Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, his sister series there. You get everyone from space. You get the Guardians. You get Peter mm-hmm. Parker swinging through there.
1: And everyone I've talked to that has seen the movie, they uh, everyone's asking, "Did you tear up? Did it pull at your heartstrings? Did you cry? All that, all those questions." everybody i've talked to so far has said like a couple things we haven't mentioned yet definitely got people but everyone i've talked to said the first time i really like almost lost it is when spider-man shows back up yeah and it was like what is it about this dude that plays this new peter parker that plays spider-man that like everybody is just so enthralled with his performance because when he shows back up i mean the way he leaves in infinity war was heart destroying yes Yeah, 100%. So to see him come back and jump up, and he doesn't have the mask on, and he has the Iron Spider suit, but his face and head are completely exposed, that, it got me too, even. There's something about, like, finally having a real Spider-Man, a good (laughs) Spider-Man. Right. And, like, loving who he is as Spider-Man and having him come back. That was like I wanted to rip the arms off the sh- the chair I was sitting, and I was so excited to and, see him back.
0: And his relationship with, with Tony Stark in in the Iron Man, in the in the movies mm-hmm. is is so it's beautiful, so so good. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's that that the, that moment where where Tony's kind of told the Avengers to take a hike. He's not going to mm-hmm. help them figure out time travel, and you, you see him look at the picture of him and Peter Parker, mm-hmm. and it's just you know he's still he's he told him to take a hike, but he's still. Trying to figure it out too, right, right. And then eventually they do figure it out, and that's what leads into all the all the time travel mm-hmm. fun. But yeah, when those, when those portals open up, and, and and Cap says, you know, he lets out the the the, the battle cry of the Avengers mm-hmm. since 1963. You know, <laughs> Avengers Assemble. Mm-hmm. I just was like, okay, I can like, well, I don't, don't want to die now, but
1: I probably could <laughs> and
0: be okay with
1: it. And the way he does it was so badass <laughs> so because good. you never. We both knew that was coming. I know you were dying to see that. Yeah. Because we talked about it beforehand, and the way he did it, I, I as soon as he said it, I did. I thought of you. I was like, I wonder if Tom's excited about or happy with this finally being said.
0: It was tears of joy. Okay, so it, it really was. So it
1: worked out, and it was the way you wanted it to go. Because it wasn't like he didn't scream it. He like said it with such purpose. Yeah, like it was almost like kind of under the surface he said it, but. If that makes any sense, he didn't like scream it like Braveheart type nonsense. It was very like subtle, but with purpose and intense, and I was very happy with it too. And I was just like, "Yeah, let's we got this. We're doing this."
0: It was pitch perfect because Chris Evans has brought so much to that character and put so Mm -hmm. much life into that character that. Everything he does about it just feels right, mm-hmm. and and so for all, all of a sudden for him to do like a braveheart scream,
1: it would have just it, it would have stupid. felt wrong. Like yeah. it's
0: like ah no that's that's off. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I said I know I know Chris Evans has come out and said he's done with the character, but I don't know if anyone could ever do it any better. No oh, no no way. <laughs> he's no he's, way. he's perfect. He's perfect as Captain America, and he he, yeah. he nails these lines. Like I said, I think in a lot of I, I don't want to say he steals the movie, but. He, he brings so much to it mm-hmm. his performance is fantastic
1: when i've said this to people before and actually people have made fun of me for saying this and i don't care about it because it is true i know that if i'd ever were to meet chris evans for any weird reason i know that i'd react this way like if i were to meet jeremy renner I'd be like oh this is jeremy renner he's been in a lot of great things cool dude chris hemsworth great actor funny guy robert downey jr legend yeah you know it, what i mean yeah, scarlett yeah. johansson amazing we all love her if I meet Chris Evans, it's like you're Captain America, dude. Like I don't yeah. care who you are. I don't care if you were in all those goofy teen movies or whatever back in the day. Like you are Captain America to me. No, and we forgive
0: him for the Fantastic Four. That
1: wasn't yeah, his yeah. fault. <laughs> right, right. I don't. I don't even count that crap. <laughs> but seriously, if I were to meet him somewhere ever, I seriously think I would tear up. Like I'm literally. I feel like as a mid 30s man, I would go into child mode and be like, I am meeting a literal hero. Yeah. He's just embodied that character in a way that no one could have ever done it like him. Nobody.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I thought I was always, as a, as a big Captain America fan, I was always kind of nervous mm-hmm. about how that was portrayal was going to be on the screen. Right. But he's so good from the first moment he's on in First Avenger mm-hmm. that I'm just like, right, this guy's got this. Oh, he's yeah. so dialed in. He doesn't. Oversell anything. He doesn't undersell anything. It's mm-hmm. just, every, I don't know. He just hits every note just the right way it should be done. I mean, every, like, yeah, that's Captain America. Every
1: time he's been on the screen as Captain America has been perfect. Mm-hmm. There's never been anything like he should have done it this way. He could have acted it this way. He could have said it this way. No, it's spot on, perfect, 100% across the board. Mm-hmm. Absolutely legend. Yeah for the, for these roles. Yeah and and uh you
0: know again we'll talk I guess we'll about to spoil the ending here but uh
1: <laughs> you know Well real quick before you spoil the ending. So I didn't notice this and I'm curious if you noticed this. Someone told me about this today who saw the movie and then once they saw the movie started reading about it online which I'm sure you've done so you may already know this but I don't know. I've read
0: a lot of stuff since I've seen the movie. Okay right. <laughs> so
1: So did you notice, because I definitely did not, and so when I'm going to be seeing it again probably tomorrow night. I'm dying to see it again. Excellent, excellent. But when they all start coming out of the portal, I was just focused on the main characters reoccurring. But behind them, there's all kinds of stuff going on, action and people coming out of the woodwork and all that. And um, someone was saying that at one point, if you look over someone's shoulder, you see all the Ravagers from from, uh, Guardians come out. And Howard the Duck is part of the Ravager. crew. I heard this as well, I, but I need to I need to watch yeah. this and see this better. So apparently, all the <laughs> Ravagers that were from Guardians, like all of Yondo's crew, yeah. they all come out to like fight with the Avengers. And apparently, at the bottom, like Howard the Duck's out there with like his fists up or something, like ready to go. I uh,
0: like yourself. I need to see it again because I think mm-hmm. at that point in the film, I just had tears in my eyes. I was, I was too just... caught up in
1: like. <laughs> Yeah, I was too I was too caught off guard with everything going on to even be paying attention to anything in the background. Yeah, it's it's oh god, it's so good. And there's like I said, there's so much more we can talk about. I feel mm-hmm.
0: like I feel like we could do this all day. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Cap. Mm-hmm. I can do this all
1: day. That's right. <laughs> and that's another thing that you just reminded me of. <laughs> oh, are you gonna talk about when they when the, the cap you know, when fight? Yeah. So <laughs> when they're fighting each other and so and Avengers one cap. cap is fighting Endgame Cap. And he's wearing—he's got the helmet on, old school. The nowadays cap is no mask, just ready to roll. And the the Avengers one goes, "I can do this all day." The nowadays one just goes, "Yeah, I know." God, <laughs> it's so good. The way he says, "He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I loved that. Th- th-
0: this movie is the 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 spectrum of emotions, mm-hmm. and I, I I guess nothing pinpoints that even be- better is that the is that the climax of the film. Mm-hmm. Again, we're jumping around a little bit, I, I but we we kind of have to today. We you know we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta hit some hit, hit the notes, but th- there's a, there is a price to be paid mm-hmm. to 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 save the day and to to restore everything that was lost the first time they fought right. Thanos. And uh, the one who ultimately pays that price is, uh, is Iron Man. Yes. And uh, that's a big deal. That's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's Robert Downey Jr. saying goodbye to the Marvel universe. Right. Something and he's did,
1: been a part of since day one. Did you see that coming or expect that?
0: I don't want to say I expected it. I, I thought it was a very strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think they had to have some, you know, there had to be some deaths on the table or or right. else the the movie was gonna kind of lose a little bit of his, of his dramatic narrative mm-hmm. uh but seeing Tony be that guy who takes takes it for for all you know the mm-hmm. the universe basically mm-hmm. uh you know there's that line from the first Avengers movie you know where where cap doesn't think he's the guy who'll who'll step on you know who'll take a what's i forget the line exactly where he's like You know, you won't lay down on a wire to help the guy behind you, Mm -hmm. you know, and and Iron Man has a typical Iron Man witty retort, Mm -hmm. but we see Iron Man is the guy to lay on the wire now for everybody else.
1: Well, so I was talking to someone today about this who saw the movie because I've just been looking like, have you seen it? Have you seen it? You haven't seen it? Then you go away. You have? Okay, let's chat. (laughs) And so someone I was talking to today was asking me, he asked, there's one part at the very end when all of them come back because Doctor Strange obviously comes back, which is... I didn't think I would care that much about Doctor Strange until that movie came out, and uh, Cumberbatch He's destroys, good. He's really good <laughs> as Doctor Strange. So I'm I'm all in. Yeah, but um, he was asking me, or he made a comment about. I just don't understand that one point when Doctor Strange looks at uh, Iron Man and just holds up one finger. I don't get that. I don't understand what that is. And I was like, How do you not get what that meant? <laughs> Did you you got that right? Isn't it just like hang on a sec? No, so this is so I I was explaining to him, and tell me if I'm wrong, but this is what I got from that. So, if we go if we go back to Infinity War when they're on that Thanos's home planet. Oh wait, Iron is he's he referring to the one? This yeah. is the one thing so, right uh, here. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Iron Man almost dies; he gets stabbed by Thanos, and. Uh, Doctor Strange had just done that thing where he saw like the 4 million possibilities and he had told Iron Man, there's one possibility, one scenario where we win. And so Thanos stabs Iron Man through the suit and almost kills him. And that's when Doctor Strange says, like, if you spare his life, I'll give you the time stone. And at first we're like, what the hell are you doing? Why would you do that? And then once Endgame hits and the Iron Man, the the Stark Tech gauntlet is made with the stones on it, Doctor Strange looks at it, Iron Man and holds up the one finger. This is the one scenario that, that we get through this, and it has to be you. Which is why he gave up the Time Stone to save his life, because he knew... That's the only way they could reverse this.
0: I like your reading that a lot better than mine. Mine was that he was to- he was signaling Tony to hold on a second and to think, mm-hmm. you know, like don't act rashly, kind of. But I think I like I like well, yours a lot better.
1: Next time you watch the movie, you'll see yeah. there's there's a point when they first come back when they're all fighting. All the guy all the heroes have come back. They're fighting, and uh, Robert, Downey, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, obviously grabs dr strange and says you said there's only one scenario where we win this right right?" right. and he said yes and then the glove is on the ground he looks at dr strange dr strange holds up one finger and that's him telling him this is the chance this is the scenario you have to be the guy
0: i think you nailed that i think you nailed that perfectly
1: and that just puts the whole him taking the bullet and laying down on the line like even stronger yeah it it makes it so much more intense yeah so
0: it's a great scene because uh you know thanos thinks he's got the gauntlet on again Mm -hmm. he's got the new Stark tech gauntlet on he's got the stones all ready to go Mm -hmm. and he goes to make the snap but before he can do that tony's wrestling with him a little bit and there's a Mm -hmm. little bit of a you know a little little fucking around going on there (laughs) and so thanos shakes him off Mm -hmm. but he's still got the gauntlet so it's all good right snappy Mm -hmm. snappy time except there's no stones on there anymore Mm -hmm. yep and I. Now, do you think that was like a Stark Tech move? Like, because Tony's Stark Tech was able to take the stones off of there
1: itself? Or did he. St- do a little subterfuge and i think it's got to be i think it's got to be the first thing you said where he had something, something created where they would like loosen them and come out yeah because the way they're wrestling when that happened and all of a sudden they weren't there i was like how did he do that so quick that yeah. seems a little strange that's a little not out dr there. strange but <laughs> yeah like that's a little out there to believe that he was able to pull each one off singly in that quick of a thing there's got to be some sort of thing where like it sinks up and pulls them or that,
0: something. Yeah, like. that was my thought too. There's like some kind of a, a compatibility because mm-hmm. it, it's all Iron Man tech. Right, right. Oh, yeah. So Iron Man gets it. Mm-hmm. Thanos had, had said right before he's gonna snap. He said, he, he, "I am Thanos. I am inevitable." Mm-hmm. And Tony Stark breaks out one more time. I am Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Snaps Thanos and his army right out of existence. Yep. And it's you know Josh Brolin got a lot of. Well deserved credit for his portrayal Thanos in the first movie. Mm-hmm. He just he deserves a bit of credit for this one too because uh, that that scene where he's been snapped out and he just sits down and puts yep. everything on the ground and no words. Yep. It's just all in his face. The and just he knows he lost. Yeah, knows he lost and just goes to ash. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's Thanos. Thanos. Thanos got Thanos. Yeah, exactly by Iron Man. And yes, and the 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 prices uh, that's that Tony's gonna pass away and we get to see kind of a reversal of the scene where uh iron man has to comfort spider-man while he's Mm -hmm. dying now you get to see spider-man try to comfort tony while he's dying and Mm -hmm. you know peter's a kid so it's just not it's not (laughs) not not in his wheelhouse necessarily
1: right and then pepper's there yeah which do you know is that so I read a little bit about it afterwards that that's called like the rescue suit or something. Yeah, in, in the
0: comics, Pepper wore an armor called the rescue armor. Rescue armor, okay. Yeah. So
1: there's nothing in the future that Pepper becomes like Iron Woman or anything like that. Or do you not know? Or do as, you, know as you? As far as I want to
0: know, say? Tony. Or as far as I know, Pepper still has a set of armor in the comics. I, I don't know where that they're at with that necessarily. Okay. Um, but one thing okay. I was gonna talk about. Uh, I I like, again I know we can go on with this, about this forever, and never, never. But basically, Marvel's. Done something where they they've cleared the decks with with their with their superheroes. Right. I mean, we've heard that Captain Marvel's going to be the, the next big hero for Phase Four and, and on. Mm-hmm. So they've they've taken Iron Man Tony Stark off the board. Uh, Captain America when he's returning the stones takes himself off the board by staying in mm-hmm. the past and, li- and living his life with with uh, Agent Carter.
1: Do you have a theory about that? Which is beautiful I'll get and into sad later. too. That's the one that got me the yeah. hardest. That crushed me completely. Yeah. Wow. Like I was holding back with the rocks in my throat with the whole Iron Man stuff, and then once we saw, once we see Cap's future and where it leads, that's where I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I just couldn't. Yeah, that that was like, I, that's what I didn't want to see. But I knew it was going to happen. But I didn't want to see it. And 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 Thor kind of takes
0: himself out of play too. He's mm-hmm. he's going to go off into space with the Guardians and hang out. Right. So potentially Marvel's in a, in a unique space where they can. They can do something that they've done in the comics, but they don't do it for very long. Mm-hmm. Which is promote new characters into these roles. Mm-hmm. Sam Wilson in the comics has been Captain America, but it doesn't last for very long because usually they have to bring back Steve Rogers at some point because comic mm-hmm. book fans get really pissy when the guy they've been reading for fifty years doesn't doesn't have the role anymore. Right. Same thing with Iron Man. Uh, uh Riri Williams is a character that was created to be a female Iron Man. She mm-hmm. reverse engineers an Iron Man suit of armor and becomes mm-hmm. uh, a. Iron Heart, I think, is the name she has in the comics books. Uh, there's a female Thor for a long time in the comics, too, until Ragnarok came out and they had to bring back, mm. uh, you know, regular <laughs> Thor, man right. Thor. Yeah. So Marvel's in a great spot to keep their main heroes around, but in new and different ways, mm-hmm. which I think is is kind of what Marvel wants to do cinematically, is is be more diverse and, and promote mm-hmm. diversity, which I think is fantastic. Because, again, like I said, the comic books can't seem to do this for very long right. before... You know, they're like, I want G. Rogers and Tony right, Stark right. back. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, a, it's a unique opportunity, and I think they're going to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be a cool thing. So uh, the, the Phase 4 of Marvel's going to be really different. Yes, it is. But different in a good way. Right. Uh, let's go back to Cap real quick, because I know we got to wrap it up and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, that's how the movie ends. We find out Steve stayed back in time. Mm-hmm. Old man Steve is talking to, to, to Sam Wilson and to, and to Bucky. Mostly to Sam though, because right. he's bequeathing the shield to Sam. Right, right,
1: and that so that's in the comics that's what happens. Sam becomes Captain America because I'm not familiar. Unfortunately,
0: uh, I don't remember the exact circumstances. He gets promoted, but I think it's because Steve is evil at the time. He's been possessed uh, right. by like the Red <laughs> Skull or something. Right, so he's like a Hydra agent. Mm. <laughs> it's complicated mm-hmm. as most things in comics are but right. yeah so yeah Sam had a nice run but he was he, was, he had like a Captain America suit but he also had the Falcon wing still mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and the shield is pretty pretty dope right right um, so Cap decides to be the one to go put the stones back in all the right places mm-hmm. so that they are there Thanos is gone and when he's coming back Hulk is running the whole machine whatever the time machine whatever you want to call it and he they say he missed his jump point and he didn't come back yeah he's gone
0: and bucky kind of gives a look like he mm-hmm. kind of expected that and uh so there's a while they're back in time trying to gra- gather the stones uh steve sees agent carter mm-hmm. at a shield facility back in uh like 1970 i think yeah and i think that's kind of what spurs his decision to you know what i kind of want to have a life like mm-hmm. tony had because steve got to see tony live a life and have a family and do all these right. things and so seeing i think i think seeing peggy uh brought all that back for him yeah and the movie ends on again th- they do such a great job of weaving their history together in this film like it's 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 great if you've seen all the movies you don't necessarily have to but this pays off the very first captain america movie where y- it ends you see steve back in time mm-hmm. in a house with peggy on that dance that they had promised each other at, at, before the events of first avenger and mm-hmm. climactic scene
1: right And he finally gets to kiss her, and that's how the movie ends. Right.
0: And it's so fucking sad and beautiful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. It's it's great because that's all he ever wanted. Mm -hmm. And so you know he finally got what he always wanted. But at the same time, selfishly, you don't want that. You want to see him stay and be Captain America and do what he does. But here's the thing that I was a little questioning on, or I had some questions about, was in the present time, he goes back to the 70s or whatever to live his life out married to peggy they have a whole life together but wouldn't that have meant in his new in his timeline like if he goes back to the 70s iron man hadn't been found and unfrozen yet so as he's living out his life do they find him and does he resurface as the and is there two Captain America's now.
0: I think there's two Captain Americas. Is my theory because this he's... has not been explained super well. I I, I recently uh, there was an article about this that the Russos came out and we're talking about, but I didn't get a chance to read it yet, mm-hmm. which maybe I should have done before doing this podcast with you. It's all good, but uh, I mean it's all speculation at this point, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yet yeah, another interesting thing too is Steve's going back to return the stones to where they came from, mm-hmm. which means Steve has to go to Vormir. Mm-hmm. And he's going to run into the ghost of the red skull or whatever it is. Right. right. <laughs> That's gotta be an awkward conversation, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: was like, Oh man, I would have paid another 10 bucks to see that scene. Yeah, seriously. That would have <laughs> been a fun end credit scene.
0: Uh, again, there's so much in this movie to, to talk about. I, I would love to sit down and do more of this with you guys. I mean, we, we haven't even talked about Hulk in this movie,
1: which it was a weird, at first I was really weirded out by the Hulk. Uh, his whole storyline in this movie. But as it went on, I re I started to think like, this is actually really cool. I really like the way this is playing out. Wait, at first I was a little like, what the hell is this? When I, when I, so,
0: so in the film, Bruce Banner has figured out a, a balance with the Hulk. So he's mm-hmm. big like the Hulk, but he's smart like Bruce Banner. And he's not, he wears cardigans and has glasses. And, he, and he's not angry. He's no, not, he eats off. giant bowls of eggs right, at right. diners. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, what I thought was so cool about this. And I, I, I've seen comments about this from people on Twitter. I mean, when I got into comic books in the early mid nineties and stuff like that, that was the Hulk that I was reading. Mm-hmm. It was smart Hulk. He oh, had yeah. like a long ponytail in his glasses. I remember that. <laughs> it was yeah, very nineties. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember but, that. But yeah, like that was the Hulk that I was, I you know, was most familiar with for a long time was yeah. big, powerful Hulk, but banners brain in there.
1: Mm-hmm. So to see that was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know I wanted this Hulk right. in the movie,
0: but that's what I get.
1: And it worked out. It worked really well mm-hmm. in the end. And at, but at first, when they showed him and he was just like, "Hey guys," but it's a big Hulk. I'm like, "Oh, here we go again with more Ragnarok nonsense with a Hulk being a goofball." But it worked out, and it was actually really amazing. I
0: agree. Uh, like I said, so much to get into with with this movie. Is there is there anything that uh, you you definitely want to talk about before? Yeah, there's we wrap one, it up? What, what am I What am I missing that you want to there get? There
1: is one other thing that I want to bring up and kind of get your thoughts on. Okay. Um, the and it has to do with Spider Man. So. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Spider-Man's whole existence has never been kill. He's never been a killer. He's that's not his motive. He's not down to kill the guys, he's down to trap them and put them away and do right by them, but stop them from their actions, right? And in this movie, it's the first time like he so Nebula's in trouble and he saves her Mm -hmm. and there's all these creepy alien things around him thanos's army and he yells initiate instant kill and the iron spider comes out and starts stabbing Stabbing and killing yeah and i was like oh my god he just spider-man just became a killer he became ruthless is that just a is that a this specific war move because it was there's no other way around it or is that possibly do we see a darker like screw you, Spider Man, coming in the future.
0: I, I think it's symptomatic of, of the fact that the, you know, a lot of these in all the Avengers movies, basically they they always create like a, a disposable army for them to combat, mm-hmm. and I think that's just kind of like the rationale with, with these creatures is they're kind of like mindless creatures, so killing them is not mm-hmm. that big a deal, right? You know, it's not like he got to go up and to do that and did that to Thanos or anything like that, right? Right. I maybe I'm. Oversimplifying or, or giving Spider-Man a pass—I don't know for <laughs> sure—but I feel like that's kind of been the move. Because I mean, mm-hmm. rewatch Infinity War in, in the Wakanda battle scene. I mean, they're just—they're dropping bombs on those. Right, all the—all right. the characters are blowing them, up, all those, mm-hmm. those creatures up quite a right.
1: bit. And it's, yeah, you're right. He didn't go and like. You know, kill Wilson Fisk or anything like that. <laughs> you know, like kill an actual human being. Yeah, I mean,
0: maybe he'll do that to Mysterio in the new Spider-Man. We'll yeah, find out we'll in a few months.
1: And I don't, I don't think that he will see a darker, edgier Spider-Man moving no, forward. I don't think so. But I was, but we'll see. I was, I was a little excited when I saw him to say, like, screw all of this, like initiate instant kill, just, just start killing stuff, because that's not Spider-Man. That's not Spider Man, but then to see Spider Man do that was just—it's pretty was cool. pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. You know what I mean, I agree. <laughs>
0: and uh, you know, the Insta Kill thing, another you know, another nod to the the, the first Spider Man film. You know, mm-hmm. when, when that when that was a nice feature in the suit too. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, I, I know I'm going to end up talking more about this movie. Hopefully, we get to talk more about it with Cody down the road because there, there's so much to pull apart. There's so mm-hmm. many layers here. It's such a complex and 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 just engrossing film. I mean, mm-hmm. we could analyze every scene of this picture and. This summer, we might.
1: We'll, we'll see how yeah. it goes. And I mean we didn't even talk about the Hawkeye and Natasha stuff. There's so which, much. There's which so was heartbreaking much. in its own right. Oh, my gosh. But
0: we, didn't, we didn't even talk about when uh, War Machine and uh, Nebula go back to Morag, mm-hmm. the beginning of of Guardians of the Galaxy and they get to watch Peter Quill oh, dance yeah. around like an idiot because <laughs> yeah. they can't hear him listening to the music. They just right, see him right. skr- singing to himself and twirling right. around. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And that was another thing I loved. It was like kind of a nod to Indiana Jones when they get into the, the, uh, like the, the temple, the temple. And yeah. War Machine's like, don't just walk in there. <laughs> that's you... where all the booby traps are. Yeah, There's all, all the booby traps <laughs> to stop you from this. And I was like, very cool nod to like Indiana Jones styled adventure. Yeah, hundred. And I thought that was really badass. I was really stoked on that. That was funny. All right, one
0: more thing I want to get to while I got you, Cody. Mm-hmm. I, we don't have to go for, for too long on this, but I have to get your thoughts. The longest night came on Sunday night oh, on HBO. Yeah. What What were your thoughts? I didn't I didn't text you about this because I wanted to talk to you. In person, so, but
1: how'd you feel? Did you did you survive? I, I did. I watched it twice in a row because um, I got the 6 o'clock feed, and it was shot so damn dark <laughs> that I could not see anything with the sun still up. That, so gotcha. I, I waited a little bit, turned all the lights off in the house, shut all the blinds, watched it again. And I could see a little better. Did you have a problem with the visual with the darkness? Because it pissed me off It was
0: definitely dark. And uh, we were, uh, the wife and I were out of town. Mm -hmm. We had to watch it on a TV in a motel. And the 6 o'clock feed was low def. Ooh, Which made it even yikes. harder to see. Right, right. So right. I definitely watched it later that night when the, yeah. when the HD version was on, <laughs> right, and it was right.
1: it was definitely better in HD. Because mm-hmm. I know I know Janine in particular was like, I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> I had to sit right on the TV with the brightness at like seventy five, and I still was like, I just can't see what's going on. And when I watched it the second time, there were definitely things that were right in front of you, but I didn't notice. Yeah. But we don't need to talk about the the the, the technical yeah, issues. The, yeah, right. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I. I think I even predicted on this show what would happen, and I was right. Not to say that I'm like, I know everything, but I think that it was just let up. Here, to I'm going to hit, hit the
0: spoiler alarm one more time. Okay.
1: So you can say what you want to say. Okay. So <laughs> it's been sounded. On, when we had the show last time, when I was on, we talked about it, and I, I said I thought Aria would take out the Night King, and she did. And she did it in the most badass way ever. And we lost some people along the way and I've talked to some people about it some people cared some people didn't care I personally thought the Barrick loss was was rough I, that was hard that was a hard one for me I like Barrick Donderry, and I think he's a phenomenal character in the show he's been doing and this sh- I could talk about this for hours you know I love you know it. but um this episode proved a lot of things one Bran he's on the level him and Arya were, had, had it all planned out, obviously. He knew exactly what was going on. And I, I've seen some people complaining about like the, how the crows attacked the Night King when he's on the dragon. It's like, you, how do you not realize that that's Bran tr- luring him to, to the weirwood tree? Right. It's clear as day that that's what he's doing. So that Arya... Can, and a couple episodes ago, we saw Bran give Arya the Valyrian steel dagger. We know what he was up to. And uh, this episode also proved that the Lord of Light is real, <laughs> and everything Melisandre and Barak have been saying for the entire series, ha- that everyone's there for a purpose, We, you live out your purpose, the Lord of Light will bring you back to life if you haven't fulfilled your purpose, which Barak will live, like, what, like, nine times or ten times or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah, I can't remember the exact He number. kept dying, because he, he wasn't a very good fighter, he kept dying, you know what I mean? No, he, he died had a one lot. eye, his, his vision's terrible. True, but <laughs> he got his ass beat a lot. <laughs>
0: he sure and did.
1: uh because in season one, when you first meet Barrack and he's part of the Knights Guard, he has his eye. He yeah. loses his eye because he's a, he's a bad fighter and he yeah, gets his ass Ned beat so much.
0: To, Ned sends him to the Riverlands to kill yeah. the rebellions or whatever.
1: Right, and he keeps getting his ass beat all the time. And then yeah. the Hound kills him, which almost slices. The hound him in almost half. slices him in half. Yeah. That was a great
0: fucking battle. Yeah,
1: the Hound almost slices him, not even in half, like no, across just like the belt like the line, clavicle. like shoulder to <laughs> hip, <laughs> yeah. cuts him in half. And uh, he keeps getting brought back. And We now realize that his purpose was to make sure that Arya doesn't die in the hallways of Winterfell and she can take out the Night King. And the way he died was just so unbelievably badass where he holds his arms on the wall so the Whites can't get by him. And he's just getting stabbed stabbed all over over the place. Yeah. Pincushion. Just so that she can get away because that's his purpose. His purpose with the Lord of Light was to make sure that Arya got where she needed to go to handle the business. And so it's the people that aren't understanding this episode it's drives me crazy cuz I feel like the on the sur- it's all on the surface. Everything's right there. It, it's, it's explained perfectly at least in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it. Everything in the story is laid out so perfect that if you don't understand it like you are not paying attention. Mm-hmm. If just just pay a little bit of attention you'll see all of this makes perfect sense. For someone to say I'm confused by this, or, I'm confused by that. It's all on the surface. There's nothing there's no innuendo. There's no figure it out for yourself. It's all on the surface. It's told perfectly. I thought it was a great episode. The way the Arya takes him out where she jumps and drops the, the dagger. The wisp of hair by the yeah. by the White Walker. Yeah, and drops she drops the dagger, grabs it in the other hand and hits him in the gut and mm-hmm. takes him out. Just so badass all the way around. And mm-hmm. uh, the losses were some of the losses were harder than the others. Sure. Like I, uh, I personally thought the Jorah loss was awful. I really didn't want to see that happen. Um, the Liana loss was inevitable, probably. But I don't know if you watched the after episode I where did. they explained it. Yeah. And the way that, just the fact that they allowed the smallest person to take out the biggest creature, yeah. which was a giant, a zombie giant, was such a cool like way of honoring her. They gave her a pretty badass death. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, we lose Ed the ranger yeah that one sucked that yeah, was that was a rough one that was
0: the he's been there since season one mm-hmm. i mean and he was he's there been, with uh, john
1: and he's been a loyal follower with john you know having his back the whole time when no one in the world would stand with with john he always had ed and sam mm-hmm. you know and they were there by his side and so to lo- we had to lose some people i'm just glad we didn't lose like you know torment or davos or anything like that yeah you know?
0: yeah that would have been a bummer too yeah, um I for the most part, I really like the episode. I agree with just about everything you're saying. Mm-hmm. If I were to raise any questions, it would be to uh John's tactics. Right. I was just like, dude, you are wasting the Dothraki right now. Yeah, exactly. That bothered me so much. But also it bothered me also in a in a bigger picture, and I know the, narr- the 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 narrative the story implications for everything I I mm-hmm. get what they're doing, mm-hmm. but anytime something happens that benefits Cersei Lannister I get really upset.
1: Oh I agree I agree and, that's <laughs> and this played d- into her hands. Absolutely she I- got
0: to, she, she got her wish she got to watch mm-hmm. them all die mm-hmm. off so that their forces are now ravaged mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a much fairer fight maybe than it was gonna be. Yeah. Now one question I did have maybe you know more about this maybe you saw it better than I did. Do we lose another dragon in this no. episode? So there's no.
1: still two. There's still two. Okay. They le- they made it seem very much that you lost the second dragon. Right. And when at first watch, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is this is so stupid that we lost another dragon. But if you rewatch and watch the next week on, there's a quick snippet, and you see two dragons yeah, flying overhead. Okay. Yeah. So okay. they are still there. Ghost was also part of the fight. I saw but, that, too. I was like, none yeah. of
0: them loved for ghosts in that episode. As,
1: and that's the thing, is they had to tell the story from so many different perspectives yeah, they brought a, in every a character lot to do. now. Yeah, and um but in the and my wife says this about Game of Thrones all the time. It's uh, I love her thought on this. She always says, like, no body, no death. We didn't see the body of ghost, ghost is still around. He's not he's not gone.
0: Yeah, the uh the same with the
1: dragon. We didn't see the dragon body, that's so true. He, it's not dead
0: the uh, the scene where with the, with the with the the night king and john
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know doing aerial dragon combat with each other i wish it was a little bit more clear what right. the hell was happening between these dragons <laughs> right, like you see right. somebody's dragons getting fucked up Yeah, it, it was hard <laughs> to tell whose <laughs>
1: yeah
0: so i wish that you know the, the again we i don't want to dive into the, the, my my technical issues with the show mm-hmm. as far as like the way they did it but it, it was it was a it was a, Really, really cool episode, really mm-hmm. nice to watch. And I think a lot of what they did with like, with like the darkness was, was to make you feel mm-hmm. kind of like claustrophobic in that battle.
1: And that's what they said in the after shows. They were like, we kept it dark on purpose so that, you know, if we brightened it up and had lights all over the place, it would just seem too artificial. We mm-hmm. wanted you to feel like you were there yeah. in the darkness, in the snow, kind of not knowing what's going on. So I, I get their point, but from a viewing standpoint, it was it's like give me tough. a give me a bone, dude. Yeah, well, like you, come like on. You said, six
0: o'clock out here, the sun's still out. That was right. a, that was a that
1: was a challenge. Yeah, throw me a bone. Like let me see something. Like I know one of the guys from the Unsullied gets his head ripped clear off. I didn't see it the first time. <laughs> I saw it the second time. It was yeah. like, oh, that would have been
0: a cool thing to see. But clearly, Arya, the star of the episode, so many great scenes with her mm-hmm. d- doing battle on the, on the on the oh god, I can't remember the name of the castle parts. Right, right. Whatever, whatever up there On the on the castle Spire cool I don't things. know what it's called what, Something like that yeah, Something like that And then she's mm-hmm. The great scene in the library With her mm-hmm. So good Yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to going on with What's coming next Clearly one war's done One to go mm-hmm. uh, Who's killing Cersei
1: I think it's Jamie.
0: I think it's Jamie too Though I'm not going to put Anything past Arya anymore Yeah I mean, <laughs> She has a list you know
1: She did make a mention In an episode That she will be the one To kill the queen but I just still feel like they've made such a big deal about Jamie being the King Slayer for the entire series. they just don't let up on that name or that nickname. Mm-hmm. So for him to become the king and Queen Slayer, and plus he's he just he's loved her un- unconditionally forever. And for him to leave her side to go fight with the enemy for the greater good of the world at least, that was a big thing on his part to do that. That took a lot for him to do, and for him to go back, he's obviously going to be on the enemy side. And I really, I, I still think I, my money is on Jamie putting the knife through her back.
0: I think, I, like I said, I, I agree with you, but there is a, there is a part of me that's starting to entertain the notion that uh, Jamie's going to do what he does best. He's going to kill a Targaryen.
1: Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> so I'm kind of playing along with that because I'm I'm starting to buy more into the fact that Ari's gonna kill the queen, so maybe mm-hmm. Jamie has to kill uh, Danny. I don't,
1: yeah, I don't. Well, who knows? Maybe maybe uh, maybe Jamie dies along the, weeks ago. We know Braun is on the Bron's way. Bronn is on the way. Braun is on the way. Yeah, and so this could be this could be a far stretch, but I'm gonna put it out there just in case I'm right. Um, Braun could take out Jamie. and if she if he does. Arya knows how to wear the faces of of the dead, so maybe Arya kills uh, Cersei in a Jaime body. I think we have a lot of surprises coming. We yeah. <laughs> got three episodes left. They're gonna be we, supersized. We've got to see more of Arya with her the with the faces. Yeah, there's got to be more of that. Yeah. So maybe Jaime gets taken out by Bronn. She takes the face, shows up in. King's Landing takes her out, and then takes the mask off, and it's her.
0: There's there's a lot of cool stuff coming. Mm-hmm. If you're not watching Game of Thrones, get caught up.
1: I still do. I do. I don't believe Danny will make it to the end. I will say that. I think you and I, I are in agreement on on how it ends. I can't imagine that Danny makes it to the end at this point. Yeah, yeah. Of, I thought she was gone in this episode. Oh, honestly.
0: she's such a terrible tactician. Oh my goodness. Well, and it's, <laughs> she it's, almost ruined
1: the plan. It's her whole fault. Yeah. That 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 it went down. I mean, it ended in their favor but it definitely didn't look like it for a while and it's all her fault for like jumping the gun with her dragon and going at it you know yeah I know I agree with you on that Uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up because uh, you and I got beer night to do next that's (laughs) right we gotta recuperate for a few minutes at least we've already talked too much for the night let's just call it a day (laughs) we're gonna let Mike do everything tonight oh that sounds great
0: (laughs) we'll turn the reins over to Mr. Happiness himself
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh I meant happiness sorry did I say happiness yeah
0: (laughs) one of the two Cody thank you so much for being here of course I love Uh, it I'm not going to do the, the 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 whole spiel again. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're going to be back soon. Like I said, I don't think this is the last time we're talking Avengers on this podcast. I'm so. sure
1: Roger's got some stuff to. Rogers got some to stuff to add. I,
0: I have been, the door has been getting beaten down to come on the podcast. All of a sudden, everyone wants <laughs> yeah. to talk about Avengers with me, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm I'll be perfectly honest. I'm more than happy to let them. Absolutely. Because I will talk about this movie all summer. Get a whole panel together. If <sighs> oh, only had more microphones.
1: <laughs> well,
0: just call me. I got it. We might have to do the panel here. I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been episode 23 of 3BZine Presents Podcast, aka Tomcast Podcast. Uh, I'm going to tag the social media stuff on the details for the episode, and uh, you'll find it all there. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, now. Bye for now. Let's do a Cody style. Nice. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions!